The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. We gather for ordered worship to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this Thanksgiving Sunday on behalf of our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, on behalf of our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and your material support, your written and emailed responses, your decisions about forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray together. Almighty and gracious Father, we give you thanks for the fruits of the earth in their season and for the labors of those who harvest them. Make us, we pray, faithful stewards of your great bounty for the provision of our necessities and the relief of all who are in need to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Well, beloved, the movement to faith is a movement from being self-centered to becoming a centered self, moving from independence to dependence to interdependence, and moving from less gratitude to more gratitude. So this Thanksgiving season, we have solicited and received your Thanksgiving prayers, two of which we identify as we prepare to bow in confession. One writes, may the thankfulness for our abundant gifts be in the form of action this Thanksgiving by giving to a stranger or associate our time and personal words of kindness and encouragement. And to another, I am so thankful that my family was safe after Hurricane Sandy. I will strive to help others in need. Beloved, come Sunday, we try together to take one step, to take one step, the step of faith. Let us bow in confession as our choir sings with and for us the traditional Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy.
beloved, hear the good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the first epistle of Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 126 with the Antiphon. restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O God, through our courses of the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 33. Glory to you, O Lord. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, 
which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. seated. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. We take one step this Thanksgiving year of our Lord 2012 from less to more generosity. We're not always as thoughtful as we could be. We're not always as mindful as we want to be. We don't always arise to sing, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come into God's presence with singing, know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. 
Let us be thoughtful this Thanksgiving. Let us be mindful of the blessings through which and in which and by which God does, does grace us. You learn these in your, your youth. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. They shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called the children of God. And blessed are you when others revile and persecute you in my name, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. We're not always quite as thoughtful as we would like to be. We're not always fully mindful of the grace we have been given and so the responsive, coordinated and coordinating generosity that is ours to share. We're just not always that thoughtful. Over a birthday dinner some hours and days ago, I recalled one of those early frenetic mornings after we had entered a new city and a new ministry and a new church when you're learning names as fast as you can and meeting people as well and as quickly as you can. And the calendar showed a 7 a.m. breakfast with the person, the principal, the leader of the company who handled the church's endowment. So at 7 a.m., we too arrived at the same breakfast place, dressed similarly in dark navy blue suits in demure conservative ties in starched and ironed white shirts with button-down collars. And we tested whether or not we temperamentally could work together, as we did, we found we could. We could make a team. We could find our way forward early in the morning. Somewhere halfway through the breakfast, I noticed that for all of the dark suit and demure tie, and starched shirt, my breakfast partner was sitting across the table from me with one collar button undone. I thought, do I know him well enough to speak? He's going to go through the rest of this day looking so unbuttoned. But he stepped up for a minute and went out. I thought, oh, for sure he'll see, but he didn't. And then the waitress came and the check came and the breakfast ended and I, I drove back to the office flustered in these days of fierce engagement in a new setting thinking I, I should have told him. I should have said something. He was so, wasn't as mindful as he meant to be. He wasn't as thoughtful as he meant to be. But then I also thought, what am I, chopped liver? Who dresses you? You came to the breakfast at the same time I did. Am I your, your keeper? Am I a GQ clergy? I don't tend to attire. Don't look for me to quote uh, 
uh, steel magnolias where they said accessorize, it's the only thing that separates us from the animal kingdom. I'm not a clothes person. Dark suit, demure tie, starched shirt, button-down collar. So I returned to that beautiful office building. It's, uh, it's an H.H. Richardson beautif beautiful building. And sometime in the mid-morning, I happened to pass by a mirror. And there I stood in dark suit and demure tie and iron shirt with button-down collar and one button undone. <laughs> the two of us had sat for nearly an hour looking at each other, not telling each other that we had left a button apart. We're not always as thoughtful, as mindful as we can be. Let us, this Thanksgiving, be thoughtful. Our tradition at Marsh Chapel is to be prayerful on this day, and so we bring you Prayers for the week, should you be assigned the role of bringing a Thanksgiving prayer on Thursday, these are available free of charge for you on our website. Let us be thoughtful about our friends, our family, and our faith, especially our community of faith this year. We had a dear friend whose name was Max Coots, the preacher in Canton, New York, a Unitarian Universalist minister who had a gift for friendship and brought his sense of friendship in a prayer. Our Marsh associate, Robert Lucchese, will read it for you. We have three strands of young people moving toward ministry. Robert with others is seeking a bachelor's degree and is discerning a calling to ministry. Here is Max Coots giving thanks for friends. Let us give thanks for a bounty of people, for children who are our second planting, though they grow like weeds and the wind too soon blows them away. May they forgive us our cultivation and fondly remember where their roots are. For generous friends with hearts and smiles as bright as their blossoms, for feisty friends as tart as apples, for continuous friends who, like scallions and cucumbers, keep reminding us that we've had them, for crotchety friends as sour as rhubarb and as indestructible. For handsome friends who are as gorgeous as eggplants and as elegant as a row of corn. And the other, plain as potatoes and as good for you. For funny friends who are as silly as Brussels sprouts and as amusing as Jerusalem artichokes. And serious friends as complex as cauliflowers and as intricate as onions. For friends as unpretentious as cabbages, as subtle as summer squash, as persistent as parsley, as delightful as dill, as endless as zucchini, and who like parsnips can be counted on to see you through the winter. For old friends nodding like sunflowers in the evening time, 
and young friends coming on as fast as radishes. For loving friends who wind around us like tendrils and hold us despite our blights, wilts, and witherings. And finally, for those friends now gone, like gardens past that have been harvested, and who fed us in their times that we might have life thereafter. For all these, we give thanks. Let us be thoughtful this Thanksgiving. Let us be mindful of the gift of friendship and the gifts of friends. We also will be thoughtful, we shall strive to be thoughtful and mindful this season of our family, of our family's needs and desires, of our family's quirks, of our family's idiosyncrasies. Some years ago, following a sermon in which I mentioned the image of an elderly woman in Michigan in the deep winter rocking on a back farmhouse porch and looking out at a snow-covered, corn-stubbled field, a woman, Carol Zahm, came to me later that week with a poem she had written in appreciation for the memory she had of her own grandmother sitting on a back porch in a farmhouse looking out over a snow-covered, corn-stubbled field bringing us this poem and prayer is Jessica Chica, who is a chapel associate at Marsh. She is a doctoral student and works as our chapel associate for Lutheran students and Lutheran ministry. And she brings us her voice and her presence in ministry today. Sitting by my window, looking out at the field, this chair has been such a comfort for so many years. Rocking, rocking. All the children were comforted in this chair. All grown and gone now. Babies growing year after year till they could go to the field to help. The fields so green in the spring, then the plow broke it up into beautiful brown earth, worked over and over until the seeds had a wonderful bed in which to grow. Week after week growing, and then harvest. We all went to the field for the harvest. Sunrise to sunset, day after day, finished at last, ready for winter. Now looking across the field at beautiful virgin snow, like watching a baby sleep so peaceful, happy for the quiet, anxious for the awakening. Start again, sitting by my window, rocking, rocking. One wonders, seeing through her eyes, the winter in her eyes, whether the gospel was ringing in these verses, let love be genuine, Hate what is evil, hold fast what is good, love one another with mutual affection, 
outdo one another in showing honor, never lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in your hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, practice hospitality. And whether she, rocking, rocking, could make her own form of affirmation as we have done here in memorial services these years, saying, if we believe that life has meaning and purpose, and we do, if we believe that the giver of life loves us, and we do, if we believe that divine love lasts, and we do, if we believe that justice, mercy, and humility endure, and we do, if we believe that God so loved the world to give God's only Son, and we do, if we believe that Jesus is the transcript in time of who God is in eternity, and we do, if we believe that all God's children are precious in God's sight, and we do, if we believe grace and forgiveness are at the heart of the universe, and we do, if we believe in God, and we do, then we shall trust God over the valley of the shadow of death, and we shall. We shall trust that love is stronger than death, and we shall. Then we shall trust the mysterious promise of resurrection, and we shall. We shall trust the faith of Christ, relying on faith alone, and we shall. We shall trust the enduring worth of personality, and we shall. We shall trust that just deeds Merciful words are never in vain, and we shall. We shall trust the giver of life to give eternal life. Yes, we shall. We shall trust that we rest protected in God's embrace, and we shall. We shall trust in God. Yes, we shall. Let this be a thoughtful thanksgiving wherein we are mindful of our friends and of our family and of our faith and especially of our community of faith. Howard Thurman wrote a prayer that has become a lasting treasure, a gift for this community and for the globe itself. His sacrament of thanksgiving is brought to us by William Allen, who is a ministry associate somewhere between an undergraduate Marsh associate and a doctoral chapel associate, he is finishing his Master of Divinity in the School of Theology and brings us Thurman's Thanksgiving prayer. Today, I make my sacrament of thanksgiving. I begin with the simple things of my days, fresh air to breathe, cool water to drink, the taste of food, the protection of houses and clothes, the comforts of home. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I bring to mind all the warmth of humankind that I have known, my mother's arms, the strength of my father, the playmates of my childhood, the wonderful stories brought to me from the lives of many who talked of days gone by when fairies and giants and all kinds of magic held sway. The tears I have shed, the tears I have seen, the excitement of laughter and the twinkle in the eye 
with its reminder that life is good. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I finger one by one the messages of hope that awaited me at the crossroads, the smile of approval from those who held in their hands the reins of my security, the tightening of the grip and the simple handshake when I feared the step before me in darkness, the whisper in my heart where the temptation was fiercest and the claims of appetite were not to be denied, the crucial words said, the simple sentence from an open page when my decision hung in the balance. For all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I pass before me the main springs of my heritage, the fruits of labors of countless generations who lived before me, without whom my life would have no meaning, the seers who saw visions and dreamed dreams, the prophets who sensed a truth greater than the mind could grasp, and whose words would only find fulfillment in the years which they would never see. The workers whose sweat has watered the trees, the leaves of which are for the healing of the nations. The pilgrims who set their sails for lands beyond all horizons, whose courage made paths into new worlds and far off places. The saviors whose blood was shed with a recklessness that only a dream could inspire and God could command. For all this, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I linger over the meaning of my own life and the commitment to which I give the loyalty of my heart and mind. The little purposes in which I have shared my loves, my desires, my gifts. The restlessness which bottoms all I do with its stark insistence that I have never done my best. I have never dared to reach for the highest. The big hope that, I ha that never quite deserts me, that I and my kind will study war no more. That love and tenderness and all the inner graces of almighty affection will cover the life of the children of God as the waters cover the sea. All these and more than mind can think and heart can feel I make as my sacrament of thanksgiving to thee, our Father, in humbleness of mind and simplicity of heart. Now, beloved, we see one another eye to eye. I ask you, may, be, may we make of this a thoughtful thanksgiving. May we be mindful of the gifts of friendship and family and faith. In April of 2005, we received the phone call no one wants to receive that a dear friend in middle life was in New York City and would not survive the day. So we drove for five hours, coming to the hospital on the east side. And over many hours of sitting and praying and singing, we waited and watched and Unexpectedly, near midnight, a voice murmured, saying something we couldn't understand. She was speaking, and by grace, she survived. We didn't know what she was saying, and we walked back to our hotel at Midtown, crossing avenue and avenue, and there, 
in the middle of, I think it was Fifth Avenue, her husband said, I've got it. She's saying 132, her favorite hymn. All my hope is firmly grounded. Will you make of this a thoughtful thanksgiving? Please stand with me in the choir as we sing together in response. Hymn number 132. We come now to the time in our service when we turn our hearts and minds to prayer and lift up our lives and hearts to God. I invite you to stand, sit, kneel, or come to the altar rail if it is in your tradition to do so. Let us join in the singing of our call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord.
God of peace and love, who cares deeply for each of us, we thank you for all that you do. We pray to you on the Sunday before Thanksgiving with much hope and love in our hearts. You love us unconditionally and watch over us always. We pray that we might feel your strengthening presence during these difficult and anxious times. For those of us who suffer, who yearn for rest, we pray that you will grant them healing and happiness. We pray for the members of our congregation, for those in the pews, and for those listening to the radio. We also pray for the community of Boston University, the city of Boston, the state of Massachusetts, and for the community of our United States. Oh God, may you continue to remind us of the call to care for one another. God of compassion, we pray that you guide with your wisdom those who govern the nations of the earth. We especially pray for the leaders and the people of Israel and Palestine. May you watch over them in this difficult time of anger and violence. We pray that you inspire them with your unconditional love so that there may be justice and peace between them. God of healing, we also pray that you guide and watch over the leaders of our nation. Grant them courage and strength as they work together towards a better and brighter future for all Americans. Loving God, as we approach the time of celebration, we pray to you for our families and friends. Watch over us as we travel to be with one another in fellowship. May we be able to love and help each other just as you love and help us. God of mercy, we pray for those in need, the hungry, the homeless, the sad, the lonely, the poor, and the sick. Merciful God, please watch over them and take care of them. O oh God, our strength, we give the upcoming week of thanksgiving into your hands. Watch over us and be with us in all that we do. These are our prayers. And now, let us join together to say the words that you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel and invite you to put your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know each other better throughout the coming week. We would note that uh, this week, uh, Dean's choice is the Ellie Wiesel lecture. This is a makeup from uh, having missed his third lecture due to Hurricane Sandy. Uh, Professor Wiesel is back with us and lecturing at 7 p.m. in Metcalf Hall at the George Sherman Union uh, tomorrow evening. We would note that this being Thanksgiving week, the chapel offices are closed Wednesday through Saturday. We are back here on Sunday morning and hope you will be as well if you're back in town. As we move into the spirit of thanksgiving, we would invite you to consider your thankfulness here at Marsh Chapel. If the music of Marsh Chapel has touched you, if the preaching of Marsh Chapel has inspired you, if the liturgy of Marsh Chapel has encouraged you, please consider making a donation to support our work. This could be a first-time gift of $40 for student ministry or a lifetime gift of $4 million to finish endowing our deanship. Or anything in between. This Thanksgiving, please consider a thoughtful gift in support of music that touches, preaching that inspires, and liturgy that encourages, so that what has been meaningful to you may continue to be meaningful to others. You may give online on the chapel website, bu.edu chapel, or mail your check made out to Marsh Chapel to 735 Commonwealth Avenue, Boston, Massachusetts, 02215. We note that on Sunday, December 9th, following worship, all the women of Marsh Chapel are invited to Sloan House, the home of Dr. Beverly and President Brown of Boston University, for lunch and a brief program. Also on Sunday, December 9th, here to make an announcement, is Victoria Gaskell, our Chapel Associate for Methodist Students. Good morning. Our second annual Blue Christmas service will be offered here in the sanctuary on Sunday, December 9th at 3 p.m. In this service of worship, we recognize that even in the holidays, life's challenges continue. We still mourn losses. We still may feel isolated in the complexities of our lives. We still are challenged by the dark and the cold. So we offer these blues feelings to God and in turn, we are invited to consider the solace and hope of knowing that we are not alone. Everyone is welcome. And if this service is not where you are this year, we invite you to think about those who you know who might be there this year and tell them about the service. Extra flyers are on the center table in the narthex, and if you have questions, please see me or the term book or call the chapel number on the flyer or on the website. Blue Christmas, December 9th, 3 p.m. here at Marsh Chapel. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Our final note this morning is about a reading retreat that will take place here at Marsh Chapel on Friday, December 14th during the study break between the end of classes and the beginning of finals. This is an opportunity for some focused study uh, and the, the focus comes about by putting our work of study in the context of spiritual reflection. Um, we will be sharing a couple of meals together, engaging in some 
common practices around the thought and work of the Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman, and then uh, providing six hours of focused study for our students with some accountability built in as well. For more information, see the chapel website, bu.edu slash chapel, where registration is also available, or talk to Robin Olson, our chapel associate for campus ministry. During the offertory, we would invite you to reflect on Johannes Brahms' setting Geschichtes Lied, sung by the choir. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
we give thanks for thanks to you, O God. Let us dance in the fields and sing to the mountains with joy for this bountiful harvest. We place all our worries in you, for we know you will provide for all that we need. Accept these gifts, and may we reap the rewards sevenfold here in your worldly kingdom. Through your Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. thanks for your presence and listenership, with thanks for the leadership of our choir and liturgists, with thanks for our musical leadership through Brian Jones, Laura Kempa, and Patrick Waters, we pause for a word of benediction. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.